Welcome to the first ever real actual episode of Your Fitness Formula. I'm Teddy Benz and I am super excited for you to be here. I've got six awesome episodes laid out for you and I can't wait for you to check them out. I know I pushed my launch date back a week, but it allowed me to connect with more experts and just provide a lot more informational value uh, for today's launch. So I'm super excited for you to check them out and let's jump into it. So in this episode, I talked to Adam Pullman about TikTok, sustainability, metabolism, and a whole lot more. We covered just a wide range of topics and the conversation was really great. Adam is a personal trainer with just a wonderfully open and approachable social media presence. He's known on TikTok and Instagram for giving concise but informative bite-sized information and then expanding on and going into more detail on certain topics through his own podcast as needed. Um, he's just a really honest guy, and I can tell that his foremost concern is the health of his clients. So I'm super excited for you to listen to what he has to say. Hey, what if I told you I have the secret get fit quick formula? Well, I'd be lying. See, there isn't a one-size-fits-all magic potion, and fitness isn't something obtained overnight. I learned that the hard way. Through many failed experiments, I've ended up on all sides of the scale, from overweight to underweight to now my ideal weight. I've been where you are. It took a while, but I finally discovered there is a simple formula. It's reliable and sustainable. It can be tailored to your individual genetics and goals. It's not a shortcut, but knowing about it is. This show is meant to guide you along your health journey. By listening to the stories of health and fitness professionals, you will learn the principles and habits that can lead you to long-term health. I'm Teddy Benz, and I want to help you craft your fitness formula. Hey, Adam. Thanks so much for joining me. Absolutely. Happy to be here. Um, before we actually dive into the content of this episode, I wanted to tell how I actually found you. Um, I was scrolling through TikTok, you know, going through all of the memes and jokes and lip syncs and dance mm -hmm. videos. And then I came across <laughs> something that I actually found um, valuable and informational. And it was one of your videos. Um, and it was just kind of like a breath of fresh air to see mm -hmm. someone who cared about uh, providing like real value to um, their viewers. And uh, that's uh, the reason I was interested in bringing you on the show. I love it. I love it. Yeah. It's uh, TikTok has been an interesting experience, but uh, so far it's, it's, it's served, uh, served me well, served um, the audience as well too. So I'm, I'm glad you found me. Yeah, me too. And um for the listeners, if you have TikTok, I highly recommend uh, checking out his page. Um, what's your handle? Uh, it's Adam underscore Pullman Fit. And Pullman is P-O-E-H-L-M-A-N-N. -N. That's the hardest part to get that German last name. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right, great. Um, yeah, so definitely check that out if you have TikTok. Um, really great bite-sized content to, you know, really just uh, pad your knowledge um, on health and fitness. Um, so... All right, let's actually get into um, some health-related discussion. Um, first of all, could you tell us a little bit about yourself, um, how you got into the world of health and fitness and um, what you primarily help people with nowadays? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so <clears throat> the background is that I, growing up, the only thing I wanted to do um, was play a sport. 
professionally. I had no, no interest in having a plan B or even a plan A sub point B. Um, and so I went to college to play baseball and it didn't work out. I didn't play well. Uh, so I lost my scholarship and, uh, felt at that time, baseball might've not been the route for me, but wasn't really sure what else to do. Um, I was super bummed out because I also had identity issues as far as putting my identity in baseball, blah, 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 blah. So, uh, long story short, my dad, uh, was a, was a amateur body, bodybuilder growing up, super into fitness. My mom was super into fitness. So we always went to the gym, uh, growing up as kids. And my dad took me there to kind of just help me get my mind off of baseball through that. I fell in love with the process of kind of just getting in the zone, forgetting about time and where I'm at and what I have to do and, uh, and seeing real tangible results from the work that I was putting into the gym. And, uh, a close friend is a train was a trainer still is a trainer at the gym that I grew up in. And I saw that he was always smiling, always had a, always had, you know, some happiness to him uh, and it seemed like he got to help people tangibly and they enjoyed his company and his, uh, knowledge. And so I explored personal training, just thinking, Hey, this is something that I can get into while I figure out <clears throat> what else to do with my life. And so I think I was 19 then or something like that. I don't, I don't even really, yeah, I was 19 going on 20. Uh, and I started training. <clears throat> I was still going to college at the time and really just fell in love with it and realized, okay, this isn't, this isn't a stepping stone. This is likely what I'm going to be doing the rest of my life. And so that's how I got into it. Uh, and then, you know, over time, getting into your, your second question of how I help people now, uh, really what I try to focus on is overall health as well, as well, as well as maintaining results. I think in this world, we focus so much on getting the results, uh, because we're very short-term focused, everything we have in this world, um, we're almost able to have in, you know, in minutes, if not days, uh, we don't really have to be patient for it. And so we're thinking short term, so we don't really have a weight loss problem, but more so a weight management problem and overall health problem. Uh, and so my, my purpose with my clients is to help them just figure out how to not only reach their goals, but how to maintain it in a way that allows them to enjoy other aspects of life uh, and not feel like they're married to the gym or feel like they have to be a fitness person uh, and stuff like that. So really just figuring out that balance of, of sustainability and uh, maintenance long term is what I'm focusing on now. Awesome. Um, what kind of, like, in what ways do you help people to have that mindset uh, shift rather than trying to achieve some goal immediately that probably isn't sustainable um, and get them to think about how what they're doing now is going to impact them down the road? Right. That's a, that's a really good question. I think that's the, that's the hardest part um, <clears throat> because as trainers, what we're fighting against is an industry that is promoting, you know, fast results, um, whether it's supplements, waist trainers, skinny tees, uh, the best workout program. So what I have to do is say, uh, here you go. What's going to happen is, you know, maintaining this is not only reaching it, but maintaining it could take six months. It could take three years. Um, and it's going to take consistency. It's going to take some lifestyle changes and some habit changes, uh, and that's really hard to fight against when someone is saying, here, drink this supplement and you'll lose 30 pounds in the first month. So um, my job as a trainer is to find the balance between those two things. So what I try to do is find an initial goal that is, you know, relatively achievable, something that can be achieved really quickly. 
Uh, and usually I'll just, you know, have, have them find some sort of, uh, some sort of behavior based goal or strength based goal of, Hey, you said, you know, your squat was hundred pounds when you, when you first started, let's in the first few weeks, let's try to get up to 110. Uh, and so something simple like that, just to have a measure of progress, to have them feel like, okay, we found a win and then continue those over time. And then throughout the, the period of time where we're achieving those really tangible goals, we're just trying to work on their relationship with food, maybe digging deeper into the why of why do you want to lose 30 pounds? You know, having the communication and conversation of, hey, if you weighed the same, but you looked 30 pounds lighter, uh, would that be okay with you? Which 99% of the time they say yes. Uh, and so that's kind of really what it looks like to give a general answer. But really, I'm, I'm trying to give them small wins that they enjoy, that they're very happy with, um, all the while trying them to kind of mentally process through why they're doing what they're doing and what the value of those long-term goals uh, might be, not only for the way that they look, but for the way that they live their lives and their quality of life as well. Mm -hmm. um, and in there, you mentioned uh, some of the misinformation that's out there in the fitness industry. Um, you know, people will say that you have to work out at this time of day, you have to be mm -hmm. fasted when you work out, or you have to eat this at this time and this and that. Um, but any, I think any fitness professional who is being honest with you can boil it down to the simple fact that um, the only way to lose weight is to be in a calorie deficit. Um, now, that's not to say that being in a calorie deficit, that's sure. the only thing that matters in your health. There are other factors to take into account. But if your goal is to lose weight, the calorie deficit is the key part. Right, right. And to, to, to add on that, not to, not sorry to interrupt you, but just to add on that, I think a lot of fitness professionals, and I've seen this on TikTok as well, um, just unfortunately approach the misinformation, in my opinion, the wrong way uh, with uh, putting people down, attacking their, their knowledge, their integrity. I mean, here's the thing. When I first started training, I told people a lot of stupid stuff. Um, like you have to eat six meals a day because the more meals you eat, the faster your metabolism gets. I used to tell people that, you know, you have to, you have to lift to failure because if you're not lifting your failure, you, you know, you're not pushing your, pushing your muscles hard enough. And that wasn't necessarily because I was trying to give them information that sold, even though I knew it was wrong. It's just, I, I literally did not know better. Um, and that's just the part of part of the world that we live in. And so I don't know. I struggle with it, with some of the misinformation that's out there on social media and how some people handle it just because, you know, a 17 year old kid that's just getting into fitness is not going to know how to communicate something to a single mom that has three jobs and three kids and, and how to change her lifestyle habits, but he's trying his best maybe to help people. Um, and I, maybe that's just me looking for the good in people, but I truly don't believe that a majority of the people out there are saying, Hey, we know that this is wrong, but it sells. So let's do it anyway. They just don't know better. And so that's where you and I come in as fitness professionals to not put people down, but to just do our own thing, spread our own information. And over time, what will happen, it's a longer, longer time frame, but over time, what will happen is people are going to try things on their own uh, and they're going to discover what works and what doesn't. And that's the natural filter between them following someone that gives advice that works and someone and following someone that gives advice that doesn't. So anyway, that's my two cents on that. I just wanted to add that in since we we're talking about the misinformation out there. 
Mm -hmm. And to continue off of that, I think um, an important uh, point you made was that people should try things mm -hmm. and see if it works for them. Like um, you might look to some fitness professional providing information uh, to get some ideas, but don't just follow that blindly. Um, right. It's something that you're going to want to experiment with and see if it works for you. And if it does, great, continue sure. with it. But yeah, and 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 touching on that uh, for for the listeners as well, I think that's one of the biggest hurdles that we have to face in a world of information. I mean, we have even even a homeless person has a world of knowledge right at their fingertips if they have a cell phone, um, and we can find out anything we want to at any moment in time. And so the problem isn't the right information. the 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 thing that we need to do, like you mentioned, Teddy, is just is say, all right, I, I've heard this, this, and this from a few people. I'm going to try it consistently for a few weeks and see how it works for me. Uh, and then as you do that over time, you get a really, really good idea of what works and what doesn't. But what happens is it's, it's so easy when we're getting fed information, especially on TikTok, how they have that algorithm set up. It's so addicting. And so you're just scrolling from one thing to the next, and you've got one person telling you something, another person telling you something. And so you find yourself continuing to scroll, expecting that you're going to find that one piece of information that absolutely saves your life. But the truth is you're not going to really know what works and what doesn't until you actually apply it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. If we could, let's um, dive into a little bit, um, I guess, more detailed of a topic um, along the lines of calories in calories out uh, mm -hmm. to achieve your calorie deficit. Um, the calories in part is relatively easy to figure out. It's how much food you eat. Um, the, the calories out part is where things might be a little bit more difficult to figure out for any given person. Um, cause you might take two people who are the same height, the same weight, identical activity levels. They eat the same food, but one person might be seeing the weight loss goals that they want while the other one is stuck. Mm. Um, what, um, I guess factors might um, cause that kind of situation. Like with everything else being equal, why would one person be stuck while another person is doing just great and achieving their goals? I mean, yeah, that's a, that's a tough one to answer because there are, like you said, there are so many different factors that go into that. Um, usually, and it's it's hard for me to know because I'm not a doctor, so I don't do blood work. I'm not great at reading all of that stuff, but. Uh, a few of the common things that come into play, the most common thing I should say is some sort of hormone thing going on. So one of the big things that I have, at least speaking for myself, that I have experienced in, in my uh, career as a, as a coach, as well as especially as a group fitness coach, is that we have a lot of people who are wired and tired. So uh, what I mean by that is they're, they don't know it, but their cortisol is, is chronically elevated. Um, they're constantly stressed. They're not reacting to caffeine well. And if they do, they need caffeine to get to baseline. Um, they can never sleep, but yet they feel tired constantly. Uh, and this is, you know, an issue with hormones. So that definitely comes into play. Uh, sleep has everything to do with that as far as, uh, you know, the recovery that you're getting, how that affects your hormones, the stress that you have in your day-to-day -day life. Honestly, I would say that a majority of the issues that come to someone that is doing the same exact stuff but might be struggling is either genetic and or a hormone thing um and we can't really know that unless they get those tested but then there are several other factors that play into those hormones like i just mentioned like 
maybe your stress, maybe your the, the health of your relationships, um, maybe your recovery, your sleep, all of those play into hormones. And I think that's a big reason why a lot of people see results and a lot of people don't. And that's just the way it is. Unfortunately, we have to kind of go out of our way, or at least some of us do to dig deeper and figure out why something um, isn't working and it's a pain and it sucks. But at the end of the day, you're going to end up learning more about your body. So it's a win-win. Uh, so that's, that's, that's what I would say. I would say majority of the time um, it's hormone related, you know, given that person A and person B is being just as, you know, they're being equally as consistent. Um, there's something internally going on that we can't see with the common eye uh, that needs to be assessed and then figure out, you know, where to go from there. So I'm not an expert on this by any means. Um, so I'm interested in knowing um, your thoughts on it. Um, so those hormone imbalances, are those what cause your um, metabolism to be faster or slower? Or like, are the hormones actually like your metabolism? Mm, uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not an expert in it either. So I don't, I don't, I don't know how to answer that question, honestly, with 100% truth. In fact, uh, mm. I, I would, based on what I know from education and certifications and research and stuff like that, I would say that the hormones play into the metabolism. I don't know if I would say the hormones are the metabolism, um, mm. but they do have a direct role. And I think that is why so many people struggle to accept the message of calories in versus calories out because we have all these calculators out there you know, you can get a really rough estimate of what your calorie deficit would be. And they eat that and they eat maybe even less than that and less than that and less than that. And nothing is really working. So I think hormones are involved a lot more than we like to give uh, credit for. Um, but I'm not, I honestly don't know. I don't think I can say that hormones are the metabolism, but I would say they play a very, 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 very big role. Um, especially, you know, when you give the example, like some, like you just did a few minutes ago of someone doing everything that they should be on paper following it consistently, yet it's still not working. Clearly there is something going on hormonally and that might be a major driving issue of that. So, you know, Teddy, I, I, I'm sorry I couldn't give you a better answer, but I'm not an expert in the hormone field either. I just know a little bit, so I'm not exactly sure. Hey, uh, no problem that you didn't give a, an exact answer. I, I really appreciate um, your transparency in that. Um, and I, th I think you did provide some valuable information with that answer. So um, that's definitely one of the things that, um, led me to want to bring you on the show. So I really appreciate that. Yeah, absolutely. I'm never, I'm never <laughs> afraid to say what I'm wrong. That's for sure. It's <laughs> usually when that thing happens, if I, if it's not something extremely simple, you know, like, oh, clearly your testosterone is well below what the average should be, or clearly your cortisol is well high, you know, is way higher than the average should be. Um, if it's outside of simple things like that, I'm always referring out as much as I possibly can, because I mean, ultimately as a coach and as trainers, we have to look out for the best interest of the individual. Um, and if my help isn't of the best interest of the individual, then it's my responsibility to find someone who is a better fit, you know? Mm -hmm. Like you brought up earlier, it's important for that, um, 17 year old who, um, may have the best intentions if they don't actually know the answer to, right. um, listen to the advice you just gave and reach out to other people and find that answer. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Um, so you talked about uh, sleep being a um, potential problem for people. Um, what are some ways that people can screw up their metabolisms or make it less efficient? Um, re related to sleep or in general? Uh, just in general. Um, yeah. I mean, <clears throat> so 
there are there are a few different things out there that are that are big contributing factors. I'll speak from my experience as a coach with my clients and the people that I've worked with, but some of the common offenders out there, um, one of the big ones is a a chronic underconsumption of of calories. I think it is it's pretty clear based on anecdotal experience as well as um, <clears throat> evidence out there that the body just adapts to the environment that we put it in, especially even more so when it comes to the calories that we are eating. Um, you know, there's an interesting study done on a, on a Hadza tribe in, I would assume, this is my ignorance, I would assume Africa somewhere. Um, but we all suspected that they would have faster metabolisms because their bodies are, you know, they're moving 24-7, they're hunting, they're gathering, taking care of other people, they're constantly on their feet. Um, and we figured, you know, compared to the modern American, they would be, you know, they'd be burning way more calories, but it ended up being extremely similar. Uh, to the modern American, and we suspect that's because if their bodies were really, really good at burning calories, uh, they their health would not be good because you know they're lucky to find anything more than 800 calories a day, uh, and so if their body is burning 2,000 more calories a day, that's not going to be advantageous for survival or long-term health. Um, and so the the chronic undereating of food, I would say, for people is a big offender as far as metabolism slowing down to adapt for that. Uh, we just our bodies like to do better with what we are giving it. So if we eat less food, our body's going to learn to become more efficient because it wants to be in a state of, it wants to be in homeostasis. So people eat too few, uh, too few calories. That usually is a big one. Um, chronic cardio is a big one as well because of the similar adaptation that happens. Uh, and again, listeners, this is not to say that cardio is bad. I'm talking about someone that goes to a high intensity class you know, five days a week and does nothing else. And they're going balls to the wall for an hour every single day um, and does nothing but that. That's a big offender because, uh, again, you know, how is the body going to do well if it's just roasting all of those calories in a workout um, and isn't getting enough throughout the day? It's going to learn how to be more efficient. So chronic cardio uh, is another big one. Lack of sleep, well, we, like we touched on, is a big one. And I think um, our, as, as Americans specifically speaking, our Stress management is very poor. Uh, we don't do a good job of managing stress. We just kind of deal with it. Uh, and so I would say those are the big four offenders that I see uh, most often. One, the, one, the first one being the underconsumption um, of calories, or we can call it chronic dieting. Uh, I would say chronic cardio is another one. Um, poor sleep habits and then a, a, a poor uh, stress management protocol. Those would be the four big ones that I would say people end up, you know, quote unquote, slowing down their metabolisms as a result of that. Mm. And if someone has found themselves in that situation, um, how do they go about uh, improving their metabolism, making it faster? Like suppose that they have been chronic dieting. Um, yeah. So in that specific case, this is, I mean, this is something that I experience. I, I help with most of my clients very, very rarely do I, most of the people that I work with are women. Uh, very rarely do I have a woman that will come to me and they're eating, you know, 3,500 calories a day and they don't know it. And they're wondering why they can't lose weight. It's usually you'd be, sh I mean, people would be shocked. It's usually anywhere from I'm eating 700 to a thousand calories a day and I can't figure out why I'm not losing weight. Um, and so usually in that situation, what we'll do is slowly reintroduce calories 
Uh, and that's another, you know, to kind of circle back to what we were talking about earlier, that's another tough mental hurdle to get over because up to this point, they've been thinking, okay, move more, eat less, move more, eat less. I will finally reach my goals. But now I'm telling them, Hey, let's postpone your goals, um, to six months to a year from now, focus on restoring your metabolism first. Um, and we're going to do that by adding calories. That's not something that they want to hear. So that has to be done slowly over time. So usually, generally speaking, what I do with these individuals is I'll add 50 to 150 calories to their intake every week, something super, super small. So let's say Susie, you know, is eating 800 calories next week, you know, I'm going to put her at 850 calories. And then if her average weight stays the same, then we're going to try to increase it again, increase it again. Uh, but to make sure that her body is utilizing those calories well, I'm also trying to, to, to ensure that she is, you know, still living somewhat of an active, active lifestyle. So we're trying to increase her steps as much as possible, whatever's manageable. Um, we're, re, we're introducing uh, or reintroducing strength training uh, because there is a, there is a, in, there's an internal signal going on with strength training that uh, improves our body's ability to burn calories at rest. Um, this is, this is something that a lot of the science people will get upset about because, you know, we, we, we know that every pound of muscle only adds like six to seven calories burned extra a day. And so people are saying, well, it's actually not that much because per pound of muscle burned, blah, 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 blah. But there's something else going on internally strength related because when strength increases in most people, their resting metabolic rate increases as well. Um, we don't know exactly what that is, but that's something that that happens. I mean, I think of a, a girl that I used to work with a while back. Her name is Joy. Uh, and she was, uh, I would say she was eating anywhere from 14 to 1600 calories on average. And over the course of a few months, I think it was 150 days, we increased her, um, her, her calories to maintain her weight to 25 to 2700 calories, so almost a thousand calorie jump uh, over those few months. Now, granted, like I said, we slowly introduced those calories. She was rate, uh, weight, uh, weight training, strength training as well. Um, so when it comes to chronic dieting, that's always what I recommend. Um, and then specifically speaking, uh, usually increasing fat intake to help with that hormone, um, help with hormone function as well. Usually because people are eating fewer calories, they tend to eat less fat because fat contains quite a few calories. So we try to slowly introduce healthy fats, um, healthy options of fats to them so they can try to improve their hormone balance if there is something off. And even if there isn't, there's no loss in it because healthy fats have many different benefits to our bodies. Um, and so that's usually the protocol, slowly adding those calories, maybe increasing steps, and then slowly uh, introducing strength training as well. You know, that's some great information. And I think it really ties um, back into what you were talking about having a mindset shift um, at the yeah. beginning of the episode. Because um, although it may not be uh, what someone wants short term to um, be told, we're going to increase your calories and you might see a little bit of weight gain um, in the short term. Mm -hmm. um, you have to think about it long term. How is this going to impact my health and happiness long term? I mean, if people were told just gain a little weight right now and um, two years in the future, you can be eating double what you're eating and still be losing weight. I think they uh, sign up for that pretty quickly. Yeah, exactly. That's a, that's very true. Very good point. And the key is just, you know, for those of you listening, if you are listening, you're thinking, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about adding calories. You know, if I am in a place where I'm, I'm under consuming calories and I might need to add a little bit more, I don't know how I feel about that. Uh, you know, like Teddy mentioned, you got to shift your focus. I think, you know, what I, what I try to do with my clients is, Hey, let's, let's actually just dish the scale. First three months, I don't. I want you to give that scale to your spouse. Have 
um, him or her hide it, whatever it looks like, get rid of it, throw it away. Uh, and we're just going to focus on other things like your strength. Um, we're going to focus on, hey, are you getting your serving of greens every single day? Hey, did you hit your steps every single day? Because usually when those inputs and behaviors are taken care of, the external things take care of themselves. Um, so those are some things that you can kind of shift your focus to other than the weight if you want to try to figure out how can you begin this process without getting in your head. So while tools such as um, a scale or tracking your calories every day mm-hmm. are useful, um, they shouldn't be your main focus. You need to kind of have a more holistic view on your health. Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, a part, you know, I mean, you know, a lot, it's, it's getting, gotten better over the years, but a lot of the fitness information that we have up to this point has been uh, mostly based on aesthetics. You know, are you, you're doing X, Y, and Z to look like blank. You're doing this, this, and this to look like this versus, you know, Hey, you're eating greens because you notice that when you have greens, instead of whatever food, your energy is better throughout the day. Um, you know, you, you're sleeping better. And when those other elements of health, like you said, are taken care of the external, the outcomes, like the way you look, usually take care of themselves. If you're unhealthy and you're shooting for those external goals, they're almost never going to happen. But if you focus on your internal health, your body is in a better state to adapt and change. And nine times out of 10, it will. Yeah, definitely. Um, I really appreciate you um, coming on the show and uh, giving us that information. I'm sure that the listeners are going to come away with some pretty good information that they can... um, implement in their lives so um, yeah absolutely thanks for having me i hope listeners i hope so i hope you guys get something out of it but yeah teddy i'm 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 happy to be here uh thank you so much for having me yeah and if you want to take a moment to um tell people um where they can find you on the internet so they can uh reach out interact maybe uh please do so yeah sure thing so um i'm i'm pretty open as far as answering questions reaching out to me whatever um the easiest way would probably be uh, through any form of social media. So my Instagram handle is Adam underscore uh, Pullman Fit, same as that TikTok handle. That's the place that uh, people usually go to to reach out to me most. Uh, and then other than that, the website that I have where you can you know, get more free fitness information is PullmanFitness.com. Uh, so you can check out one of those two things, both of them. Um, but feel free to reach out if if you ever need anything whatsoever. Great. And uh, links to all of that stuff will be in the show notes down below. So uh, if you're interested in uh, talking to Adam and learning more um, about his thoughts on health and fitness, and I mean, how could you not after that episode? Um, be sure to check those out. Love it. All right. Great. Thanks, Adam. Absolutely. Hey, I wanted to say thank you so much for listening. I've set a goal of helping as many people as I can live happier, healthier lives, even if it is just in the small way that this podcast can provide. If you have found this episode valuable, and if you haven't already, please consider subscribing as well as leaving a rating and review. It helps grow the show, which allows me to reach more people like you. Until next time, be well. I think that was just a terrific episode with Adam, so I'm really thankful for him coming on. If you agreed, then I think you'll really enjoy the next episode in which I speak with a personal trainer based in Northern California, Marcy Nevin. So be sure to check that one out too.